listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one Australian weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. Listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Reefs Radio Roadshow and via podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and now also on iHeartRadio. Just search for On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. On The Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. Welcome back. On this week's show, Mike discusses everything from the man from Snowy River to driver education for truckies and getting more young drivers into the industry with Adam Craig. There's the story of an Aussie TV and comedy legend who's turned his hand to truck driving thanks to COVID. Mike has a few words to share about social media and something to talk about, plus our regular news segment and great music from Tony Justice and Pure Grain. Enjoy, guys, and hopefully we'll see you at the Brisbane Truck Show this weekend. Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address BigRigRadio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Just recently, if you remember, we had Jane Denham and Tony Justice on the show and had a chat to Tony about his new album, 18 Gears to Life. It's a great album. Tony's an independent artist. He doesn't have great big swags of people pushing him along. He is a real deal bloke. He's a truck driver. And I want to play for you now my favourite track off the album, 18 Gears to Life. Go to his website. Go to his Facebook page, Tony Justice. Give him a Google. You'll find it. Download his album and support the guy. He does some great music. And support Jane Denham as well. She's got a new album out. Let's have a bit of fun. Good trucking music. Circus crossing Arkansas On the west coast turn around Headed to that shaky town Rolling all through the night Big stacks Smoke black seats Slam laid back Pulled out laws and white lines It's a hammer lane freight train Dodging scales no shame Chasing that sunset down Just a good old boy Convoy making noise And large toys West coast turn around Kojak in the middle at the 33 With his Kodak shooting pictures in his SUV Better brush your hair, y'all, and comb your teeth Stick cool on the stool until the light turns green On the west coast, turn around Headed to that shaky town rolling all through the night Big stacks, both black seats Swam late back, pulled out laws and white lines It's a hammer Chasing that sunset down 
This is Tony Justice, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Handy. Well, I've got a young bloke with me today, Adam Craig, his name is. Now, for anyone who's watched The Man from Snowy River, you would know that the lead character in that show, last name is Craig. Now, I've been led to believe this young bloke is a direct descendant of the real Craig from The Man from Snowy River. Adam Craig, his name is. Now, I don't know if it's a yarn or not. We'll have to DNA test him, I suppose. But he's been around horses, and he can talk the talk, that's for sure. He drives a truck now, and hopefully he can get some yarns from the snowies. How are you going, Adam? Yeah, good, mate. Is it all a story, mate, or is it true? Mate, we're still trying to find some evidence to back it up, but yeah. as far as I'm aware, we're still on the same track, mate. <laughs> don't know whether or not the relatives are still leading us on, mate, <laughs> but that's what I did when I was at school, mate, in the program of the Descendants. It's one of those things that, what was his name? Jim. Jim. Jim Craig. Yeah. So the story that I understand is that he did actually get injured in the way he did in the film, but the rest of that film's just pretty much someone's fantasy, isn't it? Pretty much so, mate, yeah. From what I've been told in the research that I've been given and I've done myself, yeah. but we're still, after I spoke to you last time, mate, we're still trying to find out some hard, concrete evidence on that, mate, but what do you do? What do you do? Well, I heard a story that there was a whole thing going around there with the whole Clancy of the overflow thing and that Harry Morant, Breaker Morant, actually helped Banjo Patterson create a few of those characters and Breaker Morant was actually the inspiration for some of those characters. What do you reckon about that? I tend to believe that's legit, mate. Yeah. And some of the songs that he's created with it, yeah, for sure I tend to believe it's legit. Yeah, because people don't seem to realise that Harry Morant actually worked right up the east coast of Australia and wrote poetry and like bush poetry, the same as Banjo Patterson and yeah, and the other guys. And I believe they were all involved in the Longreach Shearers thing and feelings were pretty high apparently back in the day. And these fellas all inspired each other with their poetry and their scribing and that before they went off for the Boer War, some of them. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how a lot of famous and well-known people, how it all back in the day used to intertwine with one another, that's for sure. Yeah. Just seems to be one of those things that the horsemen seemed as though they developed reputations and they got around. They lived off their reputation. That was how they got their work and they broke horses and taught people how to ride and all that sort of thing. And that was what they did. Yeah, just like blacksmiths back then, you know, like whether or not it was, you know, you go back to medieval times if you want to go that far. And, mm. you know, if your name was good enough in the industry or in whatever craft or whatever you did for work, mm. you know, your name was everything to you, just like a man's word was a man's word. Yeah. A shake of the hand was a shake of the hand. Like there was no pen to paper, it was just word of mouth. Yeah. So you're a farrier by trade? Yeah, mate, yep. Farrier by trade. And truck driver by choice. Yeah, mate. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't know why we do it. But yeah, no, definitely a truck driver by choice, mate. Creates plenty of opportunities. 
wouldn't the horses be easier to get along with? No. <laughs> some of them are, mate. There's some good drugs out there to keep them sleepy. But, yeah. mate, I love chilling horses. And if the, the risk factor, I've got a young family, you know, if the risk factor was a lot lower, you know, a lot of farriers get hurt. Mm. You get hurt, you have to take a couple of days off work because you can't just get underneath them. It's a pretty high-risk job. Mm. Horses and children, you know, they say the two things you don't work with. <laughs> or animals and children. Yeah. I got bitten on the ass by a horse once. Did you? Yeah. yeah. It didn't tickle. Yeah, believe it or not, I actually got kicked by So You Think who went on and won a couple of Melbourne Cups. Yep. Yeah, so which is when I was starting out in Buck coming stables, working under a bloke named Ben Evans. Right. Went in there and he was uh, just a young two-year-old. And yeah, just went in there and pulled his back shoes off. And as I pulled his back shoe off, he slipped one straight in the butt and sent me out his stable door, that's for sure. Awesome. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of history, mate. Yeah, and no, I went on to that, and after I threw that away, went down to Peter Moody Stables down there in Melbourne and did a bit of work for him down there mm. at the end of Black Caviar's career. Right, eh? Mm. So how did you get into trucks, mate? My uncle, actually. My uncle was a stockman, as well as a lot of other things, and he guided me pretty much through all my life. And, yeah, I just said I wanted to give give the horses away, and he said, you know, well, there's only one other thing that, you know, can really relate to Australia's heritage, and it's, you know, the back of a truck. Mm. So I went from livestock to driving trucks, so... and. Yeah, I've been here what, 11 years deep now, so yeah, yeah, I literally just knocked on doors and you know, I went and got my license and I think it was two days after I got my license, I stumbled across a bloke there out at Kemp's Creek. Went in there and said, look, you know, I got my license two days ago and he laughed at me. Yeah. Just laughed and goes, are you serious? I said, yeah, mate. He goes, well, actually, I like your honesty, mate, so I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, right. So that was me. Yeah. I made it my job to get a job, but I was lucky enough to get a start and did a bit of yard work to start off with, and then they threw me in a tilt tray. Yep. And then, yeah, did a bit of general interstate work, and now I'm doing bulk haulage with a bit of oversized work in between. Yeah, right. So you've sort of basically done the apprenticeship, and now you're out and about and doing things, and you're happy driving trucks? Yes. You know, it's just one of those things, mate. Like the industry at its point at the moment, it's not the greatest place to work. You know, there's not many jobs that you can go to work and get fined for showing up to work, you know? Yeah. That's probably, you know, the biggest downside to it. But the people, mate, like I go out of my way to say good day to blokes at the Bowser, pull up if someone's done a tyre or someone's broken down. That's how I was taught. You do that regardless of whether or not you're going to run late or something like that. You just you pull over and you help someone out. Yeah, that's something that's sort of lost these days with the just-in-time freight and the electronic logbooks and everyone's going mad trying to get where they need to be and the time and the care and the mateship seems to be one of those things that's gone by the wayside a little bit, I think. Yeah, well, that's certainly it. Like the whole everyone undercutting everyone for work and being very competitive is what's created the push-push environment, you know. There's no such thing as pulling up to have a yarn like it was, what, 10, 20 years ago where you had three days to get from Brisbane to Melbourne Mm. where now you've only got two. Yeah. So that's the downside to it. But, mate, apart from that, get paid to see the countryside, get paid well in the industry if you work for the right company. And I do. I get looked after. Yeah, like I've literally just recently moved closer to my work, a little bit further out from where I was. But, you know, the lifestyle that I live at the moment, mate, I can't fold it, and it is thanks to the back of driving trucks. Yeah, right. We'll be back for the rest of this chat right after this. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. 
We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. You had some really good ideas about getting some younger guys into the industry. And I mean, recruiting and retention are probably two of the biggest issues within the industry. And you've said to me that you're going to try and kick a bit of that sort of stuff off again. Yeah, yeah. And you were saying there that you've got some things going on in the background there. Is there anything we can talk about or is it still a work in progress, so to speak? Oh, it's still a work in progress, but we are getting everything in place. Like it's not just a, a plan or an idea mm. or a concept to plan an idea or a concept that we're actually running with. Yep. You know, the average company spends about $4,500 a month on recruitment. Yep. We're talking minimum 100 drivers uh, all the way up to 500 drivers. Yep. You've got to employ you know, HR and the time they spend on it trying to find the right drivers, creating advertisement, sorting through CVs. And realistically, sometimes people send a CV just because they have to do that for a doll check. Yep. Well, we're going to be creating a platform, me and a younger girl named Catherine Glover. Mm. She runs the Young Aussie Truckies Instagram and Facebook page. Yep. She's actually really switched on, mate. She's 20 years old and she's passionate for it. And we got together. We thought, well, how about we do something ourselves? And we're hitting the ground running with this. So once it comes to head and we do our big media push, we'll get back in contact. It's literally just going to create the opportunity for people that want to get in the industry, whether or not you're a forklift operator or a truck driver or an administrator or allocator, whatever it is, anything to do with the transport industry. We've created a platform that is going to connect the companies to the drivers. Mm. So the company will pay for the platform. We haven't figured out how much yet. There's going to be a list of potential candidates that have five dot points of what they want to do, whether or not it's a forklift driver, truck driver, bulk haulage, livestock, oversize, whatever they want to do, their experience. And then it's up to the company. You know, The companies really need to start realizing that to get the age average down, People need to start employing younger drivers, mm. younger people and giving everyone a go where they may have no experience, but they may have the drive and the passion for it, but no one's going to give them a start. Yeah. One of the issues we've always had with trucking is that with recruitment and retention, as you said, the drivers' average ages are getting older and we need to attract younger guys and girls into the game and get them there doing the job and training them. It costs a lot of money. We've had problems with insurance companies who don't want to insure people, obviously, because they have their risk matrix that they want to work with. Yeah. Formalized training programs seem as though they've been something that's been tried and abandoned simply because once you get the license and you get a little bit of experience, then your skills are marketable. Yeah, that's right. And I've had the situation where, as an employer, gave a driver the opportunity to come in and get some experience. He ended up getting an MC license and he left shortly afterwards. That's the way it goes, but there wouldn't be someone out there who hasn't trained drivers who's had that same thing happen. 
you take the risk and you expect to get a certain amount of reward and sometimes that doesn't happen. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and I understand where the companies are coming from where the drivers are just looking to go bigger. Mm. They want the biggest, the best, the shiniest, the flashiest and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But yes, there's younger people out there. Like The younger people out there need to understand you're not going to get the flashiest, you're not going to get the shiniest, you're not going to get the best truck in the world. But if your company's willing to train you up and be that company for you, well, then you need to show loyalty to the company. But in saying that in return, it all depends on how the company treats you as well. Oh, yeah. But the training side of it, you're 100% spot on. Like, there's no more training anymore. You can't throw a kid in the truck anymore and take the kid with you for a day or a week or a month because insurances just smash it. So... I'm actually reaching out to the NTI mm. to see if they're willing to jump on board with us and help us out. If the companies employ people through our platform, then they'll get a discount per stay on that driver's insurance, maybe. We're just still waiting to see how that goes, but I'm still waiting to hear back from them. Yeah. But, you know, something like that, we're not doing it for get-rich-quick scheme. Our platform that we're setting up is not for us to get rich. Mm to literally to get young people to start because there's a lot of young people out there that are actually trying to do the right thing but because it's the minority of people that ruin it for everyone it's just like everything you know yourself there's a certain group of people that stuff the entire industry for us but 95 percent of the industry you know is trying to do the right thing there's no doubt that there are issues oh yeah 100 percent. so we need to basically sort out what they are yeah and but when you get your thing up and running, yep. please feel free to get back to me and we'll have a bit of a chat about it and see what's going on. And if there's anything I can do to help you, please don't be afraid to ask me. Yeah, mate, not afraid to give you a call, Mike. You may be a big bald-headed fella, but, mate, you're still a <laughs> soft, cuddly, telly bear, mate. Or oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, you'll ruin my reputation, mate. Mate, no, nah, like I've got the right people around me now, like yourself, you know, I'll ring you every now and then and bounce some ideas off you or speak to you, even just general, you know, just about life. And that's what the industry is lacking now is just good people that are willing to just get on the end of the phone and have a yarn and have a chat. And I do appreciate that, Mike. That's all right. You know, you and Tones, you know, Tones as well. Yep. He's been great. Yeah. I bounce ideas off him and he helped me come up with a concept without knowing working with him and with the young drivers it was a really you know really good thing doing what i was passionate about isn't that getting young people involved and getting them to start as well as getting them to start in the right way mate you know yeah that's it and that's the biggest point is getting them to start in the right way because it's just like if you train a dog in the wrong way to start off with the dog's never going to work for you that's right so good to catch up with you mate good to talk take care of yourself yeah same to you mate enjoy your time at home because i know you're off for a day or so thanks for making the time to talk with us no anytime anytime no worries, mate. Well, I'll see you on the road somewhere, maybe. Yeah, mate. Next time I go over to Perth, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful over here, mate. See ya. Hey, everyone. Kermie here. Hope you're travelling well, staying safe, and on the right side of the white line, by which, of course, I mean the left. I also hope you're tuning in to the On The Road podcasts with Mike and Andy, because if you're not, two things will happen. One, you'll be missing out on some great interviews, a good few laughs, and what's generally going on out there in truck land. Uh, what's the other thing? Ah, that's it. You won't have heard this plug for On The Road. Mm. Okay then, so, those of you who are already on here, go and tell your mates about On The Road. They can find it on Spotify or iTunes at On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. But you knew that, didn't you? Because you're already... Yeah, look, just go and sell them, okay? Cheers and take care of you.
Just a quick word about our sponsors. Go to our webpage, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. You can see who the friends of the show are. And if their products are something that you're interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. You might recall that in our Something to Talk About segment in last week's show, I shared with you a list of well-known celebrities who started off their careers driving trucks before finding fame and fortune as stars of movies and television. Well, here's a surprise. Here's a well-known Aussie comedian and one of the stars of Kath and Kim, whose work dried up as it has for a lot of people in the music and entertainment industries due to COVID. Actor and funny man Peter Rosethorn realised he needed to look beyond his regular gigs and appearances to earn a quid. So he decided to get his truck licence and hit the road. Here's some excerpts from an interview Peter did recently with Channel 7 Sunrise Show. I didn't know what to do because it was all so fast. And every time I would yeah. try and think, OK, I've lost my corporate work, I'll get a PA and I'll go to the country, do some country gigs, then they reduced the numbers that people could go. So I thought, oh, under 100, oh, okay, I can still work. Then they said, no, you've got to work only outside. So, oh, beer gardens, that'll be OK. So I was pivoting like a mad person trying to keep my own career going. And then um, I thought, oh, I've got a teaching degree. I can teach. And they shut the schools down. <laughs> so I just went, right, OK. I, I'm OK, you know, to survive for a few months. But because it's unending, yeah. I just sort of went, I'll get a tracking licence. It's something I, I can do. And that's it's, it's part of the industry that's still operating. And uh, I've got some connections in it. So maybe I can get something going. That's all it was. So uh, it's been fun. <laughs> it was really hard because I was doing I was doing a synchro mesh, which is like an eight gear gearbox. <laughs> and, uh, it was frightening because I've got that thing about holding traffic up. I feel really bad about people behind me. Yeah. <laughs> and then a truck, it just does my head in. I'm like, oh no, I'm that guy. I'm that slow guy. Anyway, it'll be fun. I'm trying to embrace it, and uh, you know, it's going to be great. Yeah, ten four on that. Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. Hey Mike, how are you doing? I am absolutely wonderful, mate. Loving life here in Western Australia, but wishing I was there with you in Brisbane. Well, I don't know why you would, mate. We've just had the biggest storm ever. It just, my backyard turned into a river. <laughs> yeah, but it's gone now. Typical Queensland storm there one minute, gone the next. Yeah. Mate, a little bit of news on my behalf. I've been offered a job as a garbage truck driver. Have you really? Yeah. Never done it before, but I'm sure I'll pick it up as I go along. <laughs> you will. <laughs> Mate, NatRoad, the National Road Transport Association, has flatly rejected a union push for a 3.5% increase across all awards rates this year, yeah. despite the ACTU arguing that there's a need for the minimum wage to be increased. Yeah, these guys are really working hard to make it to my bad boy list, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. This CEO, Warren Clark, I wonder what his salary is. I'd love to know. Perhaps we should do a bit of a freedom of information search to find out how much this clown gets paid. We're talking about a $30.24 per week pay rise for a local driver. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the end of the world. And he's saying that we've got to keep a small business viable and therefore it's not negotiable right now and the minimum wage increase should be discounted to take into account the rise in superannuation guarantee from 9.5% to 10% that is due from the 1st of July 2021. Mm. Now, if you can't afford to pay your workers what they're worth, then you're not charging your customers enough money. It's purely and simply that. Mm. 
that people have been getting transport for too cheap for too long because every time we change the rules, we put another pallet space on a trailer, we cart more freight for the same amount of money. The rates haven't changed substantially for a long time. People are winning, the consumers are winning, but the people doing the work aren't. Mm-hmm. 30 bucks a week. It's not even enough to buy a bloody food in the roadhouse. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'd love to get hold of him for five minutes and we have a bit of a chat in a buddy room. I wonder how much he would get paid if he just resigned what his payout figure would be. Yeah. They're supposed to be representing our interests. They're supposed to be talking about the things that are good for us, the National Road Transport Association, that road. How the hell can they hold their heads up and say that they've got anything to do with what we do? Yep. If the ACTU thinks we should be getting a pay rise, and I've got no time for the ACTU really either, but the work is being done. We've got guys out there that are actually sitting there in queues for free for years. The TWU, as I've said, ad infinitum have done nothing about it. Mm-hmm. People like Trevor Warner have made submissions to get things fixed, and the TWU have opposed it. That road now, obviously, the same bargain. They all think we should be working for nothing. I can't go on anymore. I'm, I'm nearly apoplectic now, you can tell. And they wonder why we're having trouble getting drivers. Well, how the hell do you recruit and retain people when you don't pay them what they're worth? That's it. They say big businesses profiteering while working people struggle to make ends meet. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. The people like Woolies and Coles and all the rest of it, all they've got to do is charge a cent more for bananas and they can pay blokes to sit in the queue hourly rate. Yep. That's all they've got to do is cent more for bananas. Would you care if you had to pay another cent for a banana? Absolutely not. One cent extra a banana actually has appeal. <laughs> Michael, after recently leaving her former role as Australia Post CEO, Christine Holgate has been announced as the new boss of Toll Global Express. Mike, that's one to watch. (laughs) Did you see what I did there? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, mate. (laughs) Mate, this is just another one to just mark up on the board. Hmm. Let's put someone in charge of a trucking business that knows five-eighths of all. This person has no experience of trucking. Mm-hmm. I mean, her experience of trucking might be sending out some watches or something like that. Mm. She's talking about the first 100 days. I'm going to go out and talk to her. What's the what's the magic with 100 days? Yep. Can you tell me that? Oh, I think it's because that's the important figure for American presidents. <sighs> Obviously, is important everywhere else. Well, she's committed to a 100-day program of meetings with customers, business partners, and employees in all the company's main markets after she assumes her role. What I want to know is, yes. how the hell does someone who knows nothing about transport get a job managing Global Express? Yep. It's what they call the Peter Principle, mate. Yeah. The ACCC has issued a recall notice for 353 Scania truck models sold between 2019 and 2021 due to a possible issue with the nut holding the cab tilt cylinder not being properly tightened. The nut behind the steering wheel. Well, that was what I thought first, yeah. (laughs) I looked at this and I thought, that was the first thing that came to my mind. What about the nut behind the steering wheel? Yeah. I don't know whether it's on a par with a fuel leak or is it worse than a fuel leak, maybe. I don't know. But Scania are getting it on the party. What a thing to have to admit, though. Mm. We talk about all these standards and these sort of things are supposed to be built to rigid Australian standards and all the rest of it. And there's a potential crushing hazard if the cab falls forward while the person is near the underneath of the vehicle. Gee, do you think? <laughs> this may result in serious injury or death. Well, getting smacked in the buddy body by a truck cab falling on your head probably would. It is unbelievable to me that this 
is something that gets past QC in the first place. Anyway, go to bigrigs.com.au. Have a look there. All the model numbers between 2019 and 2021 are listed. If you own one of those trucks, please go and see if your nuts are tight. Yes, indeed. Now, mate, a recall is quite a costly thing to do. They are. 353 trucks, it's one nut that hasn't been properly tightened. Yeah. Would it not be possible just to contact the owners and say, that's the nut there, would you mind giving it a twist for us and you'll be right? <laughs> I mean, really? How many people are going to go all the way back into a Scania dealer and say, well, can you tighten me nut for me? <laughs> you keep doing this, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, moving right along, mate. Yes, moving right along, as you would be well aware, mate, even in WA. It's budget time again and the announcement that the federal government will commit $400 million to the development of an inland freight route has been met with an enthusiastic response from the Queensland Trucking Association. Of course it is. Hmm. Oh, my Gary Mann loves it because he's been on this little bandwagon for quite a while. They're going to improve 1,200 kilometres of road between Mungandai and Charters Towers. That's the plan. Hmm. And make it a safe alternative to the Bruce Highway. Well, I don't know. We've been fixing the Bruce Highway. Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was. I owned a place up at Yorkie's Knob and we were working on the Bruce Highway back then and that was probably, I don't know, better than 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. The road between Mungandai and Charters is pretty ordinary and it always has been. And he's talking about it being a significant infrastructure investment to unlock access for high productivity combinations. Mate, they run road trains up and down that road. Mm. How much more productivity does he want? Yeah. I don't know. I, I read this article and... Look, I've got no animosity towards the QDA and Gary Martin does a great job and all the rest of it. I've got no animosity towards him. But it just seems to me it's another $400 million in the black hole. You won't even see where it went. Yeah. It's just craziness to me that we even think that it's a good idea to spend that sort of money on a road that's barely used. Why not use it on a road that is used all the time? Fix the damn Bruce Highway. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, it's just ridiculous. Mm. Anyway... $400 million, I suppose it'll give a few blokes six-figure salaries while they stand there on old stop-go signs or something. I don't know. Yeah. But the biggest news this week, mate, we haven't talked about because we don't talk about it all next week. That's the truck show. Yes, mate. That's the biggest news. So Friday, when you're listening to this, listeners, the truck show will be in full swing. You'll be there giving away caps and hats and stickers. Make sure you buy yourself a pie, mate, because if I was there, I'd buy you a pie and a beer, yep. at least. Yep. So you and Kermie can go out and have a pie. Maybe you can go and buy yourself a steak and be stakeholders. Stakeholders do, do yeah. We'll live it up on your behalf, mate, that's for sure. You better send me some pictures. Yes, absolutely, will do. I know that Kermie said he was going to get me a Kenworth hat. Yep. Well, that's all right, because I'm still driving a Kenworth, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, the other thing that I'm missing about New South Wales and everything, I'm missing the big transport operation temperature-taking exercise that goes on every year. I've missed that terribly. I bet. I've been following along on the trucking pages on Facebook, and there are some blokes over there that aren't having a lot of fun with it. Mm. Oh, no, breaking news, too. I'll make an announcement while we're here. Yep. <laughs> My lovely daughter yes. gave birth on Mother's Day to a little girl whose name is now Willow. Lovely. Mother and baby are doing well. I can now fulfill the role of grumpy grandpa all over again. It's great. Yeah, and you'll fill that so well. <laughs> I've got a T-shirt, mate. I'm rocking it. <laughs> Good. Congratulations to her and the bubs and to you, grandpa. Thanks, mate. Anyway, there you go. I suppose I better leave you in peace. Take care of yourself, mate. Enjoy the truck show. See ya. 
all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. When it comes to road transport, safety is everything. Seeing Machines Guardian minimises the risk of fatigue and distraction for drivers and provides real-time monitoring centre analysis and appropriate intervention. Already trusted by more than 400 of the safest road transport businesses around the world, find out how Seeing Machines Guardian can safeguard your fleet, your valuable cargo and most importantly, your drivers. Visit www.seeingmachines.com Just a quick something to talk about this week. Social media and the things that we do see, say on Facebook and the other platforms. There's a bloke named Craig Barlow who put some dash cam video up on his social media a little while ago now. He had a close encounter with a bus out near Craigieburn and all of a sudden it ended up on the Channel 7 News without his permission. Now, being into the social media myself, I can say that the same things happen to me. Sometimes things end up in places where you don't expect them to be. We've all seen the TikTok truckies on A Current Affair. If we haven't seen it, we've at least heard about it. So what I wanted to talk about, what I wanted to try and generate some conversation about, is there an understanding amongst people that as soon as they put something out on social media, it's public property. You've published it and then people can go and play it. It's all very well to say that's mine and you shouldn't be able to go ahead and use it. But once it's out in the public domain, it's out there, you can't take it back. And I'm pretty sure some of these so-called TikTok truckies have learned that to their displeasure when the boss has seen something. The other thing is a lot of the companies we work for these days have social media policies and they don't want you sharing sensitive information about your customers and what you're doing and where you're doing it and how you're doing it. Look, if you're an owner-driver and it's your truck, you get to say what happens, I suppose, in your truck but your customers might not like it if they're being shown in what they consider to be a poor light. So having had the experience personally of stuff that I've said and done on social media basically come and bite me on the backside, I'd like to point out, have a think about what you put on social media. If you don't want Nana to see it, or if you wouldn't show it to your mum, probably don't put it on social media. (laughs) That's all I can say. Have a good week. I hope everyone's enjoying the truck show. I really wish I was there. Kermie and Andy will be having a great time and I'm looking forward to a show bag or something like that. Keep it safe out there. We'll see you on the road. To close out our show this week, here's a great truckin' song by Pure Grain, ironically called Truckin' Song.
that brings us to the end of another On The Road show brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. For more On The Road news and additional features, visit our website at www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Be sure to join us same time next week. In the meantime, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road are great believers in the right to free speech, and whilst we might not always be in 100% agreement with the views and opinions of our guests and contributors, we firmly support their right to hold and express those opinions.